वेलकम टू द लेटेस्ट एपिसोड ऑफ द करंट कॉफी पॉडकास्ट हाय आई एम योर होस्ट आदित्य नारायण एंड बिफोर वी गो एनी फर्दर लेट मी फर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल अपॉलोजाइज टू ऑल दोज फ्रेंड्स हु आर लिसनिंग टू मी रेगुलरली ऑन द करंट कॉफी पॉडकास्ट I could not make a single episode of the Karan Coffee podcast last week due to some personal inconveniences and also to all of them who are listening to me on podcast channels remember to go to YouTube and subscribe to the channel named Karan Coffee podcast so that you don't miss a single update of the Karan Coffee podcast so without any more delay let us get directly into this episode of the Karan Coffee podcast This episode of the Current Coffee podcast will deal in great detail about the interim budget 2019-2020 that was recently presented in the parliament on 1st of February 2019. Before we get into the details, let us understand what an interim budget is and what a vote on account is. An interim budget is not the same as a vote on account. while a vote on account deals only with the expenditure side of the government's budget an interim budget is a complete set of accounts including both expenditure and receipts an interim budget gives a complete financial statement very similar to a full budget full budget deals with both expenditure and revenue side but vote on account deals only with the expenditure side of the government's budget the vote on account is normally valid for 2 months but full budget is valid for 12 months a financial year as a convention a vote on account is treated as a formal matter and passed by lok sabha without discussion but passing for budget happens only after discussions and voting on demand for grants the interim budget 2019-2020 was hugely anticipated simply because of its importance in an election year The budget was presented in the parliament by the acting finance minister Piyush Goyal. Let us know what the main highlights of the interim budget 2019-2020 is. The interim budget was made mainly to target five sections of the society: farmers, unorganized workers, taxpayers, homeowners and businesses. For farmers, a new direct income support scheme प्रधानमंत्री किसान सम्मान निधि और पीएम किसान फॉर फार्मर्स रुपीज सिक्स थाउजेंड पर ईयर विल बी प्रोवाइडेड टू फार्मर्स हैविंग कल्टिवेबल लैंड अप टू टू हेक्टर्स ट्वेल्व पॉइंट फाइव सिक्स करोर फार्मर्स आर लाइकली टू बेनिफिट फ्रॉम दिस प्रोजेक्ट रुपीज सेवेंटी फाइव थाउजेंड करोर हैज बीन अलोकेटेड फॉर द स्कीम फॉर द फिनेंशियल ईयर Rupees twenty thousand crore for direct benefit transfer will be budgeted within the revised estimates of financial year eighteen nineteen. Unorganized workers, a new pension scheme, Pradhan Mantri Shram Yogi Mandhan for young workers in the unorganized sector. Rupees three thousand will be provided as assured monthly pension from the age of sixty on an affordable monthly amount. during their working age rupees 15000 will be the monthly income limit of the workers to join the scheme rupees 500 crore has been allocated for the scheme 
the monthly amount will vary from rupees 55 to rupees 100 depending upon the worker's age taxpayers while the tax laps have been left untouched section 87a of the it act has been amended to increase the rebate ceiling from rupees 3.5 lakh to rupees 5 lakh individuals with annual income of 5 lakh or less need not pay income tax 3 crore taxpayers may be the beneficiaries of this amendment rupees 18500 crore is the total tax benefit for taxpayers due to this move by the government those having gross income up to rupees 6.5 lakh may not pay taxes if they have investments in provident funds specified savings insurance etc homeowners the tax on notional rent for a second home has now been removed for making more homes available under affordable housing the benefits under section 80 iba of the income tax act are being extended for one more year that is to housing projects approved until 31st march 2020 the benefit of rollover of capital gains under section 54 of the income tax act will be increased from investment in one residential house to two residential house for a taxpayer having capital gains up to rupees 2 crore these measures are expected to boost the real estate sector businesses with the focus on farmers and individuals there were very few proposals aimed at corporate india real estate developers can hold unsold inventory for 2 years from the date of project completion without paying tax on notional rent stamp duty to be levied on one instrument relating to one transaction and will be collected at the stock exchange renewables to become a major source of energy supply in the next decade 2% interest rebate on incremental loan of rupees 1 crore for gst registered sme units sme stands for small medium enterprises now let us analyze these measures taken in the budget since budget 2019 is the last before the general election this year it was widely expected to be an assessment of the government's performance There was a debate on whether the budget should have announced any substantive measures since they would bind the next government post election. It turns out the report card is good enough to create space for some substantial measures. Painstaking physical consolidation, tax reform, more efficient delivery of subsidies and a rise in share of capital expenditure have created the space to reward taxpayers as well as announce a relief measure for farmers in distress without substantially compromising fiscal consolidation some experts believe that it is fair that the present government which imposed the painful reforms and undertook difficult action should also distribute some rewards of that reform so what are these rewards for higher growth it may be asked how payment of rupees 20000 to rupees 75000 crore can be made to farmers and the tax benefits given with only a marginal impact on the physical deficit experts point out that a larger size economy can afford to spend larger absolute amounts with only a small rise in deficit ratios and borrowing requirements The fact that India is the sixth largest and fastest growing economy in the world has some advantages 
as well as responsibilities to equitably share the rewards of growth demonetization the gst and other steps towards formalization increase the tax base and it follows that tax rates can themselves be cut again it is fair that the aam aadmi who bore some of the cost of reform should now benefit from the success of these it makes good economic sense to move towards a system of a wider base and lower rates tax re- receipts have grown from 10% of gdp a level at which they had stagnated since tax cuts after the global financial crisis to 12% although the gst has not yet resulted in a rise in indirect tax ratios above 5.5% it is likely to do so in the future as it stabilizes the transfers to farmers and tax cuts amount to only 0.4% of the gdp this year and are partially funded by a 0.3% rise in tax ratios the jan dhan aadhar mobile complex is the one other major set of reform that enables a smaller expenditure to have a large impact on social welfare jan dhan bank accounts open throughout the country and the aadhar database makes a cost effective direct benefit transfer possible for farmers now the rewards of lower inflation experts point out that a slight rise in fiscal deficits to fund transfers to farmers does not threaten macroeconomic stability when inflation is low and food prices are crashing in fact they are likely to help stabilize prices so that farmers do not cut production in the next crop cycle moreover this year the revenue deficit has been maintained the primary deficit has been reduced and expenditure on capital account has been increased better quality of government expenditure as well as the gst tax cuts reductions in obstacles to interstate trade and soft commodity prices will keep inflation low the budget points out that highways are being built at the rate of 27 km per day which makes india the fastest builder in the world it is important to note that railway safety has improved better implementation and reduction in waste brings down costs across the board the shift in the budget date to earlier in the year and focus on spending in the first half have resulted in a better achievement of sectoral spending targets this year now let us shift our perspective to government borrowings the size of government borrowing is larger than what the market anticipated and this has raised gsec rates the rise in gross borrowing is because of high redemptions but net borrowing is similar to that last year there was a sharp rise in gsec yields that year as a result interest payments as a ratio to gdp rose to 3.2 against the budgeted 3 but 3.4% of gdp is not a large fiscal deficit and market conditions are likely to be more supportive of the government borrowing this year first the international rate has raised with the us fed turning dovish and indicating that there will be no more rise it is likely to maintain its balance sheet emerging market inflows are set to rise creating demand for gsex up to current cap of 6% of the domestic market soft oil prices will encourage foreign investors to return to indian markets but since global growth is slowing inflows are likely to be as large as they were in 2017 
therefore there will be more room for open market operations from the reserve bank of india than support the debt market softening interest rates will also make banks more willing to hold gsex when international demand is slowing it is important to maintain domestic demand therefore tax cuts more income to farmers and various schemes to improve demand for housing which has been under stress are all appropriate while the budgetary contribution to capital expenditure remains at about 1.6% of gdp there is a rise in internal and extra budgetary resources which are now larger than gross budgetary support but public enterprises must be able to raise and use internal resources this is a healthy sign of efficiency market viability and reduced dependency on the government even market borrowing but such enterprises used for investment when private investment remains low is likely to crowd in rather than crowd out private investment it will raise demand which will induce more private investment the latter remains still constrained by low demand at present except for a few sectors where capacity constraints are appearing on improving efficiencies coming back to the issue of binding the next government post the election it is necessary that sharing of growth benefits is done in ways that sustain growth reduce distortions and improve capabilities to participate in growth well targeted transfers can be made without destroying fiscal consolidation and creating macroeconomic vulnerabilities it is important to note that as competitive populism creates talk of unfunded universal income schemes or farm loan waivers that hurt growth or farm credit it is better to bind the next government to schemes that are less distorting the budget continues the effort to reduce transaction costs and improve compliance incentives stamp duty amendments that seek to tax just one transaction will be shared across state governments on the basis of the domicile of the buying client will reduce a major market irritant increase transactions and take the country further toward becoming one effective market as income tax returns rise a less than 0.05% will be selected for scrutiny in non discretionary machine based ways without any interface between the taxpayer and the examining officers thus reducing potential taxpayer harassment in conclusion india is a very difficult country to change problems remain but the rewards are beginning to appear and should be greeted with cheers so that was a complete analysis of the interim budget of 2019-2020 we have not got into individual schemes in detail which we might do in the days to come in another episode of the current coffee podcast if you have any suggestions or doubts regarding this episode just comment on the youtube video remember to share and subscribe to this youtube video in the youtube channel and remember to stay tuned to the current coffee podcast for the days to come that's all for today thank you